God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. Together, we will make America great again. I have never been more hopeful about America. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One small step for man. All of God's children be able to sing with new meaning. My country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, uphold any foe to ensure the survival and the success of liberty. It is indeed we are the defenders of freedom. With the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph. So help us God. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to repeat. And now, your host, Pastor Rob McCoy. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said up in Caesarea Philippi to his disciples, he said, who do men say that I am? They said, some say you're John the Baptist, others say you're Jeremiah. And he says, yeah, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. He says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And upon this rock, I will build my, and everyone says church. That word didn't come till 400 years later, and Jesus did not use a religious term. He did not say synagogue okay. or temple. Ecclesia, what's it? Ecclesia, Ecclesia or Ecclesia. Okay, yeah. He co-opted a mm. secular term that had been used for hundreds of years mm. in the Greek culture, the Greek society. Mm-hmm. The Ecclesia meant public square. I love that. Assembly. Yeah. Tyndale, translating the Bible, very first English Bible, translated it from Greek into English. When he came to Matthew 16, 18, he translated it assembly, and he was he was hung and then burned because, because of that? I didn't on the that. on the door of every oh. ecclesia in Greece were two words eleutheria and isonomia hmm. liberty and equality or liberty and justice mm-hmm. you would contend in the public square and and when you do that you see from moral law comes civil law mm-hmm. but the church abandoned its responsibility in the public square we've been doing church buildings, budgets, baptisms, while the secular progressive left has dominated the ecclesia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now the freedom of man is being taken by a tyrant. And the entirety of the Bible is mm. Christ has come to set the captives free, 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Liberty is not man's idea, it's God's idea. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So um, now that you have elaborated this I think I have content for another book oh what boy. do you think <laughs> excellent you you explain it so well and you articulate the um, scriptures one thing I did want to ask is what what scripture or section you, you mentioned Job earlier 
has helped you walk this through? I mean, what has come back up over and over again to sustain you during this time of loss, back to life, and then creating hope for, and I'm thinking revival coming up here. Oh, do yes. you think, what do you think? There's already an awakening. But, yeah. but, but there's what, a... What scripture really has gripped you to give you that hope? Well, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, uh, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly mm. dividing the word of truth. That's mm. always been my calling. Mm. The other one is 2 Timothy 1.7 that says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. I love that. But of power, love, and a sound yes. mind. Excellent. No, no weapon fashioned against you will stand. Yes. And I, I look at the Lord, and, and he, He's shown me through the Proverbs, especially when I ran for office, because you could get really hurt when mm. you'd be up against real caustic opponents and, and the things that they write about you. But the name-calling, even. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But the Apostle Paul said, I think it was in Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who mm. lives in me. Mm. You can't insult the dead man. Mm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're not angry at me. Mm. And, and more than that, they're not the enemy. They're mm. the opportunity. Their mm. ideology is my enemy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they aren't. Yeah, that's a good point. And a gentle answer turns away wrath, mm. Proverbs. Mm. Uh, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in mm -hmm. settings of silver. Mm -hmm. And so you, you really need to learn to be all things to all men that you might win some, not at the expense of truth, but at the emphasis of truth. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes they're going to hate you before they love you, and sometimes they'll never love you. That's true. Yeah. But you love them. And like I would say to people, the people who are protesting our church services, I love them. I'm doing this for mm -hmm. them so they can have that right to protest. Good point. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So this uh, move towards revival, talk to me a little bit about that, where you see, where, is the, where are the flames of revival popping up? Would you say California? Well, the, the fault line, and this is from Bodie Bachman's <laughs> book, um, when COVID hit, it created a chasm in the church. Mm. Those who would look at Romans 13 oh, right. and mm -hmm. say that it is unlimited submission even to tyrants. Mm -hmm. And then there's churches like ours, where I don't see Romans 13 as unlimited submission to tyrants any more than Dietrich Bonhoeffer did. Or Jonathan Mayhew, mm. who died in 1766, but he was the one that John Adams, President John Adams, said that minister was responsible for the American Revolution. He's the one yeah. who said disobedience to tyrants is obedience to God. He died in mm. 1766, and he said, yes, Romans 13 says that God appoints all positions of authority and that we're to submit to them. But the scripture also goes on to say that they're there for our good. Mm. And he said, when they cease to do good, they are no longer the authority. Mm. Especially when it's in, in, or the opposite of what God would have? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and that was the number one verse quoted in Nazi Germany, mm. was Romans 13. Just submit. 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 And, and mm. the Christian world, we want to be peacemakers, mm -hmm. but we're, we're confused. We think peace is the absence of conflict. Mm. Peace isn't the absence of conflict. Peace is the presence of Christ in the midst of the conflict. I love that. Yes. He's the Prince of Peace. But he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I come to bring a sword. I'm, I'm dividing this. Mm -hmm. So you can see where freedom comes from. Okay, so don't you see that happening, though, within the church? It's like the, the separation between those that are really, really believers and those that maybe are... Those who are submitting church to tyranny, forward. thinking they're not political, 
are deceived, confused, or willfully uh, participating in the enslavement of man. Mm -hmm. Those who have chosen to open mm -hmm. are contending with tyranny. Mm -hmm. And they can accuse us of not loving our neighbor, but we know the data, and they can't mm -hmm. stand on it anymore, and they mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. And we've known it all along. Mm -hmm. But to submit to tyranny, these churches, their attendance has precipitously dropped, while those who have stood, our church has grown 400%. Grown, like crazy. Grown, just yeah. exploded. And yeah. I, I always used to say, I have a gift of preaching a church down to a manageable size. <laughs> because, you know, people ask too political, oh, he's, he jokes around too much, oh, he yeah. doesn't teach like the Calvary Chapel pastors do, whatever, I've heard everything there mm -hmm. is out there. Mm -hmm. But we've grown. And every church that I'm affiliated with across the country has experienced exponential growth. Yeah, yeah. And then so we explain that to show. me. What? So, so isn't that part of the revival? Wouldn't you say it's an Absolutely. awakening? Absolutely. Oh. This last Sunday, we baptized a little over sixty people. Oh, In excellent. the last five oh, months, yeah. we've baptized over two hundred fifty people. Oh, praise God! In the God. last five months, we've almost yeah. baptized more people mm. than what the attendance of our church used to be. Wow, excellent. Less than a year ago. Yeah, praise God. And the people who are coming to church, a lot of them are transfers from churches that are shuttered. And I used to tell them, I go, look, your, your refugees are visiting when your church opens, go home. But they're not opening. They're not are opening. They? And finally, after all the data we have, I just said to them, look, hmm. <coughs> excuse me, I said, if you want to call this home, welcome home. Hmm. Excellent. You know, I don't, I don't want to steal sheep. Mm. But if you're not going to care for your sheep, yeah, then then it, come on, yeah, come on home. And we've got we've got business owners who've never darkened the doors of a church, surfers and skaters whose skate parks were filled it. with sand and whose beaches were shuttered. Oh. Their streams of liberty dried up, so they went upstream. Mm. And they're looking, going, "Why are you guys fearless? Why mm. are you open?" I love that. And I just say, fearless. "Well, the source of liberty." If you're going upstream, the source of liberty is, again, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Mm. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, mm. there's liberty. Mm. He has come to set the captives free. Mm -hmm. He wants you to experience the fullness of what He has for you. Mm. And that's where the moral law and civil law, which the church abandoned 50 years ago, we, we've truncated the gospel to think it's about raising your hand, uh, declaring the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, that He was crucified, buried, resurrected, uh, that if you believe in your heart, confess with your tongue, Jesus is Lord, mm. you will be saved, the glory of the Father. You're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I preach that. But Jesus didn't say make converts. He said make disciples. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't just say make disciples. He said make disciples of all nations. Mm. That's boundaries and constitutions, mm. ideology. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, you know, Jesus loved the immigrant. There should be open borders. Nowhere in the scriptures is the word for immigration, foreigner, visitor. Mm. Nowhere is it used in any context other than in assimilation. You oh, agree okay. with the terms you can visit, but these are the rules. Mm -hmm. You want to be here, these are the rules. Mm -hmm. It's always been that way. Because when they, the Bible talks about nations, isn't there like a separation between one nation and another, yeah. meaning a border? Yeah. Yeah. And if you go over the border, then you kind of have to... We're dealing with ideology, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we're getting together. And God created mm -hmm. government when he did the Noahic Covenant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this idea that we're not involved in politics and the churches that say, oh, you know, I just preach the gospel, bro. I don't do politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody does politics. Mm -hmm. You're just choosing by your silence exactly. to be complicit to tyranny. Uh, and you, then you yeah. fish downstream with your homeless ministries and your food mm -hmm. pantries mm -hmm. and your drug counseling to fish out of the stream the human heartache that you created by your apathy and your inactivity in confronting tyranny. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote him a letter. He didn't respond. Hey, so uh, there's, I think there's a, a man in your congregation that's been lighting a fire in his backyard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hoping for uh, some revival. He did a hundred days of it. Yeah, he did a campfire, 100 days campfire. I think so, he's concluded. Yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. uh, I was gone when he was getting to the last section mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I've watched him. We, we went to Portland together when we were doing the non-essential mm -hmm. that we did at Jack yeah. Hibbs' church. And we did some yeah. videos of these business owners. I just heard from Jen Jacobson of Beloved Cheesecakes. Mm -hmm. And, oh. you know, here's a woman that was forced to wear a a bag over her head by her abusive father and sit there. And if she talked or asked to have it off, he'd make her sit there longer. The, 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 the abuse that she suffered to mm. an abusive husband, she ended up on welfare with three boys hiding and mm. running for her life. And she comes off the welfare system, raises three, three, three boys, starts a business, mm -hmm. and now they want to destroy it. Yeah. And they want to make her patrons wear masks. And she said, no, masks are your choice. You can come in. Yeah. And bless her heart, she's doing great. She's mm. got national notoriety. Well, that's where Kirk and I really kind of cut our teeth together <laughs> yeah. and really got to know I each other. That. And I just adore him. He's, uh -huh. he's moral. He's, he's fearless. He's, uh, he's, he's like a little kid. He's got no guile. Mm -hmm. He's just a very unique mm -hmm. human being mm -hmm. who's um, been very successful. But like you, he's looked at the Founding Fathers, mm -hmm. the establishment of the Constitution, and different aspects of the Founding Fathers that had caused success in uh, freedom, in bringing freedom to this land. And so his desire to bring revival, like you, uh, back into our society, I feel like it's the fire is being caught. The people are not only waking up, but they're coming to Christ, getting baptized. It seems like the flame is moving. Would you agree? I would. Uh, and and Kirk and I both benefited uh, from from having a mentor. I, I would I would call it the Barton Foster Federer. Oh, really? Yeah. The, um, huh. Because we, we both managed to find these historians. Uh, yeah, David Barton. He's amazing. And had the chance to sit under their teachings mm. to see original source documentation yeah. of the founders that most kids were gypped with and, and they, they don't get a they don't get an education, they get an mm. indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And you know, you have hmm. you have revisionist history now in schools. Now they're doing the sixteen nineteen project. And if mm. we don't if they change our history by revision, mm. if if we don't have a shared history, we won't have a country. That yeah. we won't share a country. These young people will be contending with the older folks. And here we now have ethnic studies that are pitting races against one another, being taught with our taxpayer dollars. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. and I'll, I'll just, I'll go on record as saying, look, I, I don't I don't care if, if you wipe out my, my life based on my lack of melanin. Yeah. I don't care how you feel about me in regards to all that. Take mm -hmm. it, take it, mm -hmm. take it, take it. But if you take it, the one thing I want you to retain is a faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. Because 
you may think the world, and there are racists and there is racism, but it's not systemic. America is the least racist nation on the I face agree. of the earth. I agree. We we have it's been said we have a supply and demand issue on mm. racism. We have a great demand and a very little supply to the point where Jesse Smollett has to fake it, and you need to get FBI agents into a NASCAR garage to look at a a, yeah. a garage door handle. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm. and yet we want everyone to be against one another. Mm-hmm. Well, Christ has come to unify us. Yeah. We're, we're one race, many ethnicities, but nowhere in the scriptures does it talk about the color of one's skin. Mm, that's great. That's and so I, I understand some of my, my fellow pastors who contain more melanin than I do, uh, you know, they, they see liberation theology as, mm, as mm-hmm. a hope for mm. folks that they deal with day in and day out who have been adversely affected but to change the gospel and to change the word of god Mm -hmm. to incorporate government is not the answer Mm -hmm. if you want true liberation theology christ has come to set the captives free go back to the moral law and apply it with civil law Mm -hmm. but don't allow marxist ideology to infiltrate itself through this elitism and shaming Mm -hmm. and race baiting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that's, that's not the law. We have to endeavor to keep the union spirit and the bond of peace. So would you say we have limited, limited time here before the rapture that we need to kind of hurry it up and get the word out and get this revival going? Or do you, do you in your mind, do you feel like, no, we've got a few more years. We've got, you, know, you know, I know it could happen any minute, but have you thought through... Like Kurt, I mean, he's got these, okay, in 20 days I'm going to do this. In 20, you know, have you thought through some of that as to where you see your congregation, where you want it to be, where you want that fire to spread from? Because I, I know you go, you're, you were in North Carolina recently. You go here, you go there, lighting that fire here, there, and everywhere. How, how's that? Um, uh, are we doing it fast enough, I guess, before the rapture comes? Be anxious in nothing, <laughs> but in all things by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Uh, Eschatology. Now, granted, I have been raised, and I am, uh, I am affiliated, and am proud to be affiliated with the Calvary Chapel movement. As an ordained Calvary Chapel pastor, we have to agree to what are called the Calvary distinctives, that we are Mm -hmm. pre-trib, pre-millennial, we believe in a rapture, Mm -hmm. we are charismatic in that we believe the gifts are for today, we're not cessationists. Um, Mm. So Mm. I hold to all that. And I remember listening to Pastor Chuck's prophecy updates, Mm. and he believed he would see the rapture in his lifetime. He got a personal rapture, but he didn't see the rapture. I remember Chuck Missler, and I remember okay. all these mm-hmm. prophecy updates. Mm-hmm. And I remember late great planet Earth with Hal Lindsey, and he made a fortune on that. And even Kirk Cameron in the what, what the, t- yeah. the movie Armaged- se- no, uh, the movie uh, yeah, yeah. Se- mm-hmm. uh, Left Behind. Left Behind. Yeah, yeah. And so with all of that, we have been practicing, and, and pre-trip premillennial came about in the late 1800s. And, and I, have, I have come to a place where I declare that every eschatology, 
comes with an asset and a liability. Mm. Our founders believed that they would usher in Christ's second coming by setting up his kingdom on the earth. Hmm. So they set up schools of higher learning to educate pastors. Those mm. are called Harvard, Yale, <laughs> Princeton, yeah, all the yes. Ivies. And mm. they created a government that has experienced more freedom than any other government in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. But the liability was the churches became cold and stuffy and heady. And then Calvary Chapel comes along and a sea of humanity of people who had been burned out in the church and all their political heroes had died. And we had survived 1968 with the assassination of Reverend King and Bobby Kennedy and JFK was shot in 63. In 68, we had the My Lai Massacre, the Tet Offensive. The nation was embroiled in, yeah. in an in, in, in infiltration of communism, tearing mm -hmm. our campuses apart. Mm -hmm. The following year, there'd be mm -hmm. the Kent State shooting. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Apollo 11 or 8 would circle the moon, first to orbit the moon, and would read out of Genesis, mm -hmm. and would be sued by Madeleine Murray O'Hare, mm -hmm. an atheist. That was our country in 1968, and that's when Calvary Chapel started. And Chuck looks out on a sea of humanity on the shores of California, these burned-out hippies that have checked into Eastern religions and drug mm -hmm. use, and they were, they were just burned out. Yeah. And he and Kay had a heart for them, and they began to mm. teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. But he mm. deliberately stayed away from politics oh. because he knew the kids were burned out. Ah. So Calvary chapels had been apolitical for, what, 52, 53 years? Mm. 52 years. Mm -hmm. 53 years. And you're seeing the result. Well, we've had 10,000% growth in Calvary Chapel. We've had the Harvest Crusades with Greg Laurie, Somebody Loves right. Your Crusades with right. Raul Reese. 1,800 churches, I think, Calvary Chapels around the around world. The world. Yeah. Big missions wow. movement. South of Van Nuys, there's more Calvary Chapels than there are Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, no. There's 350 Calvary Chapels. No way. It's like a big Christian sandbox. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. But we've avoided politics for mm. 53 years. Mm. And when we started in 68, Reagan was governor. Mm -hmm. It was a very mm -hmm. conservative state. Mm -hmm. It was where the NASA was setting up shop in the Air Force, and we were looking to the stars. We had created the California Aqueduct, mm -hmm. which was a marvel of yep. engineering. Amazing. The San Joaquin Valley produces more cotton than the entire South combined. Mm -hmm. And now, 53 years later, 10,000% growth. That's conversion growth, not transfer growth. How, is it, how has it changed culture? Well, in 68, we had the fifth largest GDP. Right. And we were conservative. Now we have the sixth, maybe seventh. We have the highest gas tax, sales tax, income tax, corporate tax. Really? We lead the nation in debt. You combine the next four largest states, their debt doesn't equal California's. We're the authors of No Fault Divorce that Reagan signed into law in mm. 70 that decimated marriage across the country. He regretted that. Uh -huh. Transgender bathroom bills, a, a secular progressive sexual education bill that you can't even read in church. And here's, mm -hmm. here's the part that gets me. We've aborted more children mm -hmm. than any other state in the union. And I think we've aborted more children than the entire population of Canada. Oh, wow. So where's, where's the power of that gospel? Yeah. So uh, we're get, putting a fire under it. Are you ready to... <laughs> the awakening comes, yeah. okay. like with Josiah, mm. when they brought to him the book of the law, and they had found it dusty in a corner and the nation was in trouble and he opens it up and he looks at it and he says, well, this is our problem. You know, we, we're, we're, we're living by his rules. 
we got to dust these books off. We, mm. we, we have to start obeying God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not advocating for mm. theocracy or dominionism. Right. I'm just saying let's, let's debate these ideas mm-hmm. in freedom. Mm-hmm. It's the Christian idea that gave us due process. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. the, the book of Exodus that gave us a constitutional republic. Because Jethro said to Moses, appoint godly men who are not covetous, who love the law. Hmm. Over thousands, hundreds, fifties, tens. Federal, state, county, local. Mm -hmm. So there you have the republic, Mm -hmm. representative form of government. Mm -hmm. And then you get the constitution when he goes up on Mount Sinai and he gets Mm -hmm. the Decalogue. Mm -hmm. And he comes down with this downloaded moral app. And the nation's in debauchery. (laughs) He begins to teach the children and then puts it in the center of the community. And John Adams said only a moral people Mm -hmm. can govern a republic. Exactly. And you know what the greatest miracle of all is? Not the ten plagues or the drowning of Pharaoh's army or their shoes that didn't wear out or their clothes that didn't wear out or the food that was provided every morning, manna, or the water or any of that. The greatest miracle was that three to five million people lived together for 40 years without yeah. a police force or a yeah. standing army. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I love that. Well, occupy till he comes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You're so easy to interview. I love it. <laughs> and you have so much to share. Doesn't he? Yes? Yeah. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your input into the book of loss. You want to talk about but that then... a little bit and we'll close with that? Tell everybody <laughs> about the book. This book was actually started about four or five years ago, and I just kind of put it on the shelf because I was working on my Constitution book value free speech and a Sharia law book. And uh, the Lord in 2020 said, okay, Becca, bring it back out, bring it out, and let's get it done. I mentioned it to Pastor Jack Hibbs, and he goes, yeah, we got to do this. Yeah. Can you hear him say yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. I love that, man. And um, so I just started looking at what were the different kinds of losses. I mean, because mm-hmm. it wasn't just, so within it, there's a loss of a, two-year-old in a jacuzzi drowning, a friend in the borderline shooting, a house newly constructed in Oregon burned to the ground, um, a loss of a business, of media and entertainment. Wow. Entertainment just went, you know. Yeah. Uh, a loss of a uh, political office, which I-, I love this. So I love your story um, because God was leading you to do so and then you came back into it and you, you accomplished that goal and God used you in that uh, political arena as he is in your uh, pastoring. Another uh, was is a colonel in the, uh, he was a 27, uh, was in the army for 27 years, colonel, loss of trust in our FBI, mm-hmm. our government. Yeah. He tells his story. So a lot of what the book entails it has an encouraging ending, and um, I even tell my story. Loss of, uh, well, I tell a little bit about my story of other losses, but my loss of freedom, having lived in Saudi Arabia and having to uh, have reminiscent of being masked yeah. and distanced. I, when I was in Saudi Arabia, I couldn't go anywhere because they wouldn't allow me to drive. If I went anywhere, I had to go on a bus in a, a section 
in the back of the bus just for women. I mean, it just went on and on and on. I couldn't, I couldn't sit down at a cafe because it was a man's cafe, not for women. <laughs> so You couldn't identify there? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so the um, 2020 really bring, bring, brought back a lot of that loss of freedom, and so maybe that's why I'm, I'm fighting it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really hanging on to our constitutional uh, framework and uh, the laws that have been established. Um, a gal from the down in my neck of the woods that have been laying that out. Um, her her name went. You've been Harmeet Dylan. No. Um, oh, but I know who you mean. Um, oh God, she's hmm. blonde. That's what happens with blondes. Yeah. We've <laughs> Anyway, I'll, I'll figure it out. Anyways, um, just so thankful to uh, be almost done with this. This will be my last chapter, okay. yours, and it should be out the end of May. Got the cover ready. Uh, uh, Hibbs, Pastor Hibbs, doing the forward. Yeah. So ready, set, go. Light it Thank up. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I want to give you this last insight. Okay. And then we'll close. Give it to me. When. Um, when we were being threatened with the restraining order, and I called the attorney that Saturday before we were going to violate the restraining order. Your attorney? Order. Yeah. Okay. I asked him, what can they take from us mm. if we break this law? Mm. And mm -hmm. he went down this very extensive list. Mm. Lose your house, lose your church. Mm. You know, you go to jail, you IRS audit, you'll get death threats. He just kept mm. going down the list. And I kept saying, is there more? I need to add a couple more things. Anything else? And, mm. and I finally, I kept asking him until he finally said, Rob, I can't think of anything else. I said, that's... That's an exhaustive list, yes. Mm. And I looked at it, and I thought, nothing on that list is more valuable to me than liberty for mm. my children and grandchildren. Yeah. Hmm. And, and the Lord showed me something. And I said it, and, and I, it, it, they weren't my words. God gave it to me. It's, it's so profound that Michelle put it on the door. Mm. And I don't even remember saying it but, it, but but then when she put it up, I go, oh, yeah, I did say that. Anything given to God first... Mm. will never be lost. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. I so admire you. Well, likewise. For, uh, <laughs> for all that you've done and all that you are. Because all, that which is Christ in you, you mentioned that earlier, is being emulated out and touching lives. So we're thank, uh, thankful for that. Yeah. God you bless know, the, you. The holy vessels in the temple were just a bunch of beat up old <laughs> pots and pans. So I'm, I'm happy to be a vessel of the Lord. I'm just a crock pot. Yeah, right? amen. Yeah. For the Lord. Well, thank you, Rob. Thanks, thank Becca. you so much. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, that book's coming out, and I, I'm looking forward to learning all those things mm -hmm. and those stories. I'm just intrigued. So yeah. make sure that it's we support her efforts, and uh, so thankful for you, and so are all the folks out there. Uh, do you have a website or anything yes. where they can connect with some of your writings? And BeccaKeating.net. It's like eating with a K. Yes. BeccaKeating.net. Becca well, yeah. there you go, folks. Yeah. Support what she's doing. God bless you. Thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.